it is my pleasure to introduce the man who is married to a gym, committing to helping people around the world to achieve the body of their dreams, and he's just 20 years old, Andreas Slot. Hey, everyone. How, how are you doing, my brother? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? That's good. Yeah, I'm doing perfect. It's great talking to you. It's great to have you on this podcast. I've been looking really forward to it. I hope you have as well. I have, yeah. I'm pleased to be here. Perfect. Good to hear. It would be kind of sad if you wasn't, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, so um, if you are ready, let's just jump straight into it. Hmm? Because I've written a couple of questions down for you, as you know. So my first question to you is how have you felt your life change after you started working out and really going hard at it? Because I remember back when we first started talking, you were in that stage before that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically like throughout my whole life, uh, especially my teen years, uh, I've struggled a lot with the confidence in myself. It hasn't really been there. Uh, mainly because I'm highly introverted. So my confidence was low. I didn't really feel confident in my body in particular. So I had really big issues in talking to people, especially new new people, uh, just social interaction in general. And ever since I started working out when I was 15, five years ago, and then more on a serious note in late 2017, I started becoming more confident, like the gym was basically some kind of therapy session for me, like, and that's what a lot of people actually say, that the gym has become like their sanctuary or therapy center, uh, where they grow themselves, they calm down uh, in here and also in the heart as well. So I really think overall, uh, the gym has, has helped me build confidence and also get outside of help me get outside of my comfort zone, uh, become more confident in the way I look, and also in the way I talk and communicate with everybody, especially people I don't know. It has been a game changer for me, basically. Yeah, like that's well something I can relate to as well. Me, it wasn't so much a gym; it was just developing communication skills and developing that confidence as well. It was not. Well, the gym helped a lot as well. I definitely give you that. Like you start gaining, gaining, putting on weight and start actually building up some muscle. It helps. Yeah. I don't know, like, what's your point of view on that, Linda? Oh, absolutely. I was thinking about the whole confidence building. And when you're out there working towards a goal in the physical fitness goal, and you start to see the incremental progress from the dedication that you're putting in, um, you get to see that. And so that's where the confidence comes. But really, the thing to me that really stuck out when I was doing that is just you just feel so much better. And so if you feel so much better, you're going to be more confident. And then everything's going to go from there. So by working on that one piece of your life, it has a really impactful um, presence on the other things that you're working on. It truly does. And so I highly recommend people... Um, even if they're not a runner or they're not a weightlifter, or they're not any of those things, find something where you get to get moving so you can realize uh, those different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like actually moving your body and gaining exercise, it's a huge part of feeling good, I would say, at least me personally. 
Like if I don't work out or do something to actually move my body, I feel less good, like more shit. I can feel it in like within a couple of weeks. And I think everybody can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, actually, since um, I remember back when when we first started talking, you were in that process, like that early stage. Like, I want to actually take the audience back to that. So could you give us some, like, some advice on how to start seeing those results because you've been through that process? What kind of results and where, like, where like are we actually, going back to? Like in the gym, like, because I know that's, that's actually what, what I want to talk about a lot. This podcast is like regarding the gym, because I know you are very knowledgeable, at least a lot more knowledgeable than me on this subject. So what's the question? Yeah, so like actually that, how do you start getting those results in the gym? Like how do you, like what do mm -hmm. you do? Because I think most people have that early success. Like you go in, you start feeling, you can see the early results, they're easy. Like yeah. they're, they're like, but then you start hitting a plateau and then you need to actually start doing something. Yeah, and well, start, the good part yeah, is yeah. like, uh, compared to a lot of other things where in business, for example, you have to grind a ton in the beginning to actually start seeing results. When you just start exercising, we have this thing called newbie gains, where actually you harvest the biggest and best results in the beginning. Assuming you do it fairly correct with, you know, uh, inconsistency as well. That's yeah. actually where you harvest the biggest and best results. So in the beginning, I wouldn't f overthink too much. I would just start doing it plan it out, schedule it, maybe bring in a partner or a friend to help with accountability. So you you make sure it's, it gets done. But in the beginning, don't overthink it, just do it. It's interesting. That, that's, that, that's my best advice. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, what comes after that? What would you say? After that, <sighs> it's really, tough to say because in fitness it's all about the individual person uh also depending on your goals but if your goal is like mine was to get bigger it's all about constantly doing progressive overload like doing more reps doing more sets increasing the weight on a fairly week to week basis maybe not week to be week but Maybe every second week you test yourself, see if you can lift maybe five pounds extra on the given exercise. And that's how you, how you progress. And that's just the training part, of course. Now we have all the nutrition aspect that, cover, <laughs> that fills just as much as training. Yeah, I think that's the biggest part. Yeah. In nutrition, it's like that's the hardest part because that's where you yeah. actually need to put in some, a lot of work before you can start seeing those results. Yeah. Um, completely opposite to the gym where like after you start seeing some results then that's where you start doing some research yeah i actually saw a meme i've seen it a couple of times where it's actually there, there are two images the first one is what people think is hard and then a picture of the gym and then what 
is actually hard your nutrition <laughs> That's so and, it, and it's so it's so true it's so true it's so it's true like it takes 45 minutes an hour to work out like cooking food takes way longer yeah and it's way more boring yeah and, and it's you also, gotta like what you're cooking too <laughs> yeah. and there's also so many options you can do like should i eat this should i eat that can i eat this should i avoid this is it okay <laughs> if i drink a glass of red wine or <sighs> go out with my friends <laughs> uh, <sighs> Yeah, that's what most nutrition plans they go badly when when drinking yeah. comes into it. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? I can actually drop yeah. my weight by having a drink because <laughs> I, I figure out a way to trick my whole entire day to make it drop, and I can do it just mm. about with one hundred percent accuracy. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my friends mm. wonder how I do that. I'm like, mm. I don't know. If I figure out the secret, yeah. I got to market it. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you, you, like me, Andreas, at least in the beginning, you had the same. If you don't, like, really think about what you eat, you don't gain any weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't think Your body is the exact same, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, can so, will it. <laughs> I can will the scale. You will go lower. <laughs> yeah, that, it's that's digital, so I know I can't. <laughs> it's it's, it's funny how that is for some people. Like, some people complain about, like, me hearing about the people talking about losing weight, I'm like, I, I can't resist smiling at it because I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, it's so hard to fucking gain weight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> takes both times. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, it's just, well, whatever hand we get dealt. And I would say at least looking at, I remember seeing an Instagram picture of yours, looking at your results, like, mm -hmm. and really prove that if you put your mind to it, like, you can do it. I remember the 2018 to 2020, right, Andreas? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Like, huge transformation. Yeah. I, I haven't really, like, when I look at myself now compared to back then, I feel like I've actually looked like this since 2018. <laughs> but the pictures tell a different story. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I from know from what stick you mean. figure to actually a man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the timeline that's so uh, yeah i remember the exact same way like looking at old pictures I'm like i look this way I, I i look this like i always look the same looking at old pictures no i haven't yeah exactly no. <laughs> <laughs> i thought but it was yeah, really interesting when you said um andreas earlier that you get to this place where you plateau like the first little bit of the new program you can make these really big gains and so I've experienced the same thing. I was able to drop 25 pounds, like in about three, four weeks. Yeah. And um, then it would be slower. And so you'd have to be happier with the smaller incremental losses. Yes. What do you recommend, I guess, as a mindset or a thing to do that'll get you to actually like embrace and feel appreciative of the smaller gains? Because the bigger gains are what get noticed by you and other people. And so, when it's smaller, you're still working towards that same goal and then it becomes more of a maintenance mindset. Mm, yeah. And that's why, like, that's why so many people, like the majority of people who try these fast diets, mm -hmm. uh, they fail eventually because they take this huge diet, lose a ton of weight. The diet sucks because they, they eat like 800 calories a day. Like it's basically just like soup 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? And then like they do that for two months, lose a ton of weight, and that's boring, right? Because you don't eat anything but soup or wh- whatever the diet is, like carrot diet or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's boring, right? So it's not sustainable. Then they go back to their old habits because they haven't really made any new habits, and then they gain back the weight. So that's why I think I'm much more a believer of making it a lifestyle. Um, don't look at it as I have to do this for a few months and then I get this result and then then we go back. Like find something about it that makes you happy. It could be when it comes to training, if you like bodyweight training, do bodyweight training. If you like running, run. If you like biking, bike. If you want to go to the gym and lift some heavy weights, do that. Like it's all it's all about finding the things that makes you happy about it and also make make it simple for yourself because a lot of times the reason why people also fail is because it's too they make it too complicated for themselves. Like it's they have to like weigh their food at every single measure and it's like it becomes a huge stress factor. The training becomes like a ton of pressure because they think in order to get results, they have to work out two hours, like five times a week in the gym and they have to go to the gym to get results. And they like have to be among a ton of people that they may not be comfortable being around with. So yeah, I'm much more a believer in making it a lifestyle. Start small, like small steps, don't overdo it in the beginning. Just start small and then build from there. That's really great advice. And that's what I've done with my own plan. Yes, I went and got the big uh, losses early on. But then I took all of the things that I learned and, and you know, I did what you said. Pick the things that you like. So I like the running. I like lifting the heavy weights. But then on the diet or nutrition side of it, I found a few of the things actually um, I could do and I could live with. And then the rest of the day, um, be able to balance out my nutrition and do it in a, in a good way, but it's not an all or nothing. And so the sustainability part is all there now. And so hmm. um, when people will ask me, how did you do it and how you keep on you know, going? And that's what I told them flat up, straight up, that it was a lifestyle that I was going for. I said, you work really hard the first three, four weeks, you want to quit, you hate it you just are angry and, and your mood's all screwed up. That's, I mean, that was my experience anyway. But I just decided that it was important to me to finish what I started. I had accountability partners. I had a nutritionist. I had a uh, person that would also uh, coach me through all the different routines. And so that's what I told them they needed to do is you've got to start like that, be really aggressive and disciplined, pick the things out that are sustainable, and then keep going with that and you'll be happy that you did, that it won't become this onerous thing that you hate because the moment you go to do that, you're right. You're just going to blow it off and not do it. And will I say that I never ate a donut while I was on vacation last week? No, I, I had one yesterday. But instead of eating this whole big, huge thing from the bakery, from the beachside place, I decided I'll just eat half, you know, things like that that you would do. And the rest of the day, I ate great. So, you know, am I going to, you know, sacrifice having a little bit of, you know, good food that's satisfying in that way. No, I'm not. I'm going to keep on going because it's not an all or nothing. Exactly. Like, and that's what, that's what I've seen as well. Like in the beginning, when I first got my own personal trainer, like back in 
early 2018. Uh, I cut out everything when it came to sugar, mm-hmm. un- unhealthy food, like pizza, all this kind of stuff. So whenever my family or friends got pizza, I sat there with my food, like my vegetables, my maybe rice, and then <laughs> the chicken. Mm-hmm. Had a great time, but I really didn't uh, deep down. Like it was so mm-hmm. awkward and so weird, but I thought I was doing the right thing. Turns out you can do that, like eat very strict, but it's just not for me. It's not for most people, at least. Uh, it's It's all about finding the true balance like i i always go with 80 20 uh, or 9 90 10 uh and then like in the weekend if then in the weekdays you focus on eating healthy eating high volumes of protein uh whole grain foods get your vegetables and fruits down drink a ton of water all the good stuff and then in the weekends you know you can socialize like have have a pizza share a cake with some friends or family or go out have a beer or two like whatever whatever you enjoy yeah i would say a big thing for me when it came when it comes to the gym is actually was realizing how much am i willing to sacrifice of having fun compared to actually health and like how i look and being real with that because like the more you're willing to sacrifice, the better results you can get. Yeah. But like, like how much? Like, because if you're over realistic, like you're not willing to sacrifice that much, and you're honest with yourself, you're gonna get discouraged because you're not gonna end up looking anywhere, like any, like, like in any way, like how you want to look. I, I think, like, what is your thoughts on that, Andreas? I agree. Like when it comes to changing your body, changing your mind, uh, improving yourself, when it comes to fitness and exercise, you have to make sacrifices and you have to look into maybe changing up some habits. Uh, If you eat a chocolate bar a day, like a whole (laughs) 500 gram chocolate bar a day, like some, some people do. And that's like, It tastes good. Like I can't deny it. It, it, it. Like it tastes good. It tastes damn good. But but maybe that's what's stopping you from losing weight or improving your body, uh, becoming more happy. So maybe in the beginning, like maybe you only eat a chocolate bar three times a week. Maybe cut down. Like don't cut it all out, but cut down step by step so you still have some and you still enjoy some and just make instead of just eating it because it's a habit that you do it start enjoying it more maybe whenever you have the chocolate bar maybe watch a movie with your spouse or friends or share it with someone so it's not just something you do but it's something that gives you value like when it comes to food and the whole flexible dieting um where you allow yourself to have uh the unhealthy food i I really want to do this because it's every food is just food um 
but that's really like important that you where was i that you add value to what you eat so so you just don't do it like by yourself if it doesn't do anything good for you like find a time with your friends or family where it makes sense to eat it where it actually adds value to your life i I think that's that's really what has helped me a lot to yeah make it more than just food like an event like make it an event out of it yeah exactly yeah and and one thing i would now that like because of just uh, you pointed out yourself when you do this like unhealthy food like what do you mean by that it's so there's a lot of times you hear that sugar makes us fat it doesn't fruit makes you fat it doesn't there's there's even like carbs make you fat so you should if you want to lose weight you have to cut out all carbs like no pasta no rice no potato no vegetables no nothing no zero that's not true like and fat doesn't make you fat the only thing that makes you fat is a caloric surplus is if you eat more than what you burn that's the only way to gain weight and the opposite to lose weight burn more than what you eat a caloric deficit so yeah it's when it comes to unhealthy foods it's not something you have to cut out in order to achieve your goals like lose weight gain weight and that's what i realized like i ate a pizza this friday and i enjoyed it and I ate some candy afterwards with my family. I enjoyed it. I didn't eat a kilo of candy, but I ate some, and it was good. So and no, it's actually it's funny. It's normally when you don't eat so much candy, it's good. Like if you get too much, it's not good no more. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the thing, right? Like start enjoying it more instead of just binge eating like i used to do this as well especially when it came to chips because they just go down your throat like it's, it's easy right they just slide down your throat they just disappear. yeah yeah and then the funny thing about chips is like you grab a handful and then just shove it in your mouth and then the next one and then the next one right yeah but if you start eating slower taking the time to actually chew it like three to five seconds to chew it you'll actually be more satiated or more full faster so you won't eat that much and you'll actually enjoy it more so it's it's a win-win right and you won't gain as much weight so it's a win-win-win that's something like because i'm like the opposite like not really when it comes to chips i'm not thinking about doing it it just happens at times like they just disappear but some yeah. food, like especially when it comes to like rice and chicken, I try to eat as fast as possible just to gain as much, like because I want to trick my body and like to believe it hasn't had that much. Hmm. Yeah, and that's, the, that, that's the thing about about you and I, because we because we're kind of the same like body type, um, where we have to like our metabolism is insanely it's high, ridiculous. so we so we have we have to like eat quite the amount of food let's just put it that way so for someone like us maybe we have to eat a bit faster in order to get it down without you know 
start feeling sick or anything. But, yeah. but if we eat slow, then we might not be able to get that much food that we have to or that we want to in order to gain weight and gain muscle. So, yeah, it, it's all about the individual goal, the individual person. That That's the thing about fitness. You can find so much information online, but it's generic. Like, it's so hard to find something online that really fits you 100%. I would actually say it's nearly impossible. You can find something that's, that speaks to you and that fits on you, but 100%, and that's where you have to uh, seek a personal trainer, in my opinion, if you want to get that 100% accuracy on how you should eat, how much you should eat, what you should eat, when you should eat, uh, how you should train and how much you should train, how you progress in terms of your goal, that that's that's my belief yeah because if you actually need to find some information you can use on the internet you need to have the knowledge to know if it's right or wrong for you yeah as with your like specific personality and also metabolism which can be like so different it's funny like it's weird how we're created that way like some people like us you and me like we can't gain weight and some people have to watch like everything they eat, otherwise they just explode. Yeah, yeah. Not really fair, but that's how it is. That that's how it is. Yeah. So, is there something that you want to to ask, Linda? Oh, something I want to ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know you, I'm sorry. Have, I know you have some questions. <laughs> yes, I'm always full of questions. So as a trainer, I understand what, exactly what you're saying uh, when you work with clients that it's individual and that if somebody really wants to have a plan, they need to have that discussion. And so I, in your work as a trainer, what kind of clients, when you're working with them, do you enjoy the most? Okay. And which ones do you enjoy the least? And how do you go about working with a client to get that individual information from them in a way that you can have this plan that can be true to them? So, so the first question was kind of like who I enjoy working with mm-hmm. versus who I don't. Um, it's hard to say really, like, cause each person is different and each age group is different. But there are pros and cons with each age group. And so it's, it's hard to say I, I've, my favorite is this and my least favorite is this age group. Um, but if I had to pick, um, my, my, I, currently my ideal uh, target market is... Um, how should I call it? 30 plus in terms of age. Um, my, my initial goal in the beginning was to work with young people like myself, but I realized in terms of uh, business, that's not the best age group to target. So I aim higher now. I aim 30 plus, um, ideally yeah, both men and women. Um, my focus is when I, when I've narrowed down, when I niche down, my, my focus is to help, 
uh, busy indi busy individuals because I know what it's like to be busy, uh, work above 37 hours a week. Uh, I know what it's like and how to mix it with eating right, uh, exercising regularly. So my goal is to help busy individuals uh, exercise more, achieve their dream body whilst taking care of their career and succeeding in their career as well. So I'm curious, why do you not want to work with your age group since that's the age group you come from? Why, what, I guess, what about the age group um, deters you from wanting to do that and to work with the individuals that are a little bit older and more seasoned in life? Mm. So that it, it mainly comes down to one point and that's the financial. Mm. It, it's hard to find, especially here in Denmark, it's more difficult to find young people who want to invest in a personal trainer compared to uh, older adults. That, 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 that's just the truth. And that's the statistic. That's the facts. Okay. So, I didn't have so, any so, idea you were going to say that I was, I was thinking something entirely different. I thought maybe you're going to say no, lack no. of discipline or something, <laughs> you know, to follow through cause you have too many other things mm. you're off doing. Um, yeah. That's disappointing to hear that the financial piece would be the one that would go because if you can buy your lattes and your beer and you can go out to movies and dates and, and uh, put gas in your car, why wouldn't you want to put those same types of things into yourself? Is it because you've had to live your life a little bit to, to maybe appreciate wanting to invest in yourself, do you think? Because what if you could start earlier and invest mm. in yourself because that's going to carry through all of your life. Why wait? You know, why wait till your season to do it? Do it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's how we we grow up. It's it's not normal to have a personal trainer. Like I think not a lot of people in, in my age group at least what I've seen is they don't they don't care about it as much. So I, I mean I could find someone who wants to compete in my age they would want a personal trainer. They would gladly invest in a personal trainer because that's their goal. But if they just want to exercise, then a personal trainer is not the investment they see is the highest priority compared to going out with their friends, buying a new bag, uh, buying a car or whatever. <laughs> and that's fair. That's just like, I mean, having a personal trainer is an investment. It's not just but it's not replacing it with a cup of coffee like uh it is an investment that you must be willing to make and commit to for sure yeah definitely that word commit i've actually yeah. got about four different trainers all for different things um, people reached out to me and said hey do you want a coach for this and that and i will kid you not the value i get from each of these different coaches and i combine them together it's it's just um amazingly incremental the progress that I'm seeing, I worked with a coach for like two sessions and all of a sudden I'm doing and growing in these two different areas. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could have been doing this all along. And all I did was tweak a few little things in a slightly different way and got a <laughs> completely different result. And so, and so I'd like to see more young people thinking more about investing in themselves because why wait till you're halfway through to, to do it? Cause I just see so many benefits. And so I don't know, as a coach myself, um, I've always seen the benefits. And so my goal or my mission, um, like you is to 
bring that awareness that, that coaches are something that you should have in your life and investing yourself is the best thing you could ever do. It has the highest return on investment. Exactly. Yep. And so, so Andreas, I, I wanted to share a little quote with our audience and see what your thoughts are on it. But Albert Einstein is credited with saying the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. So I personally think that fitness and nutrition is a series of routines that you should follow consistently to get those maximum results. And so I wanted to share with our listeners that I have actually been a participant and I'm actually still a participant because of our lovely pandemic, our program got extended. So I'm getting my dollar per pound and then so. <laughs> um, but anyway, in the transformation um, process, I got the big wins early on, dropped several pounds. And so now I want to work on defining my muscles. And so during my journey, I've found that I've reached plateaus where, you know, trying to, to get the next two pounds to come off or trying to build the muscle takes a little bit longer. And so hearing me say that, what would you think that I should think about doing differently that I haven't thought of? Hmm. So, so you, so in the beginning, your goal was, are we talking about the quote or oh, your goal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, yeah, a little bit of both. My, my goal was to, to lose like, you know, 30, 40 pounds. And mm -hmm. so I was able to do that. But now I, I thought, oh, I did this. I can drop it down yet another uh, series and, and get my BMI uh, down to the normal level rather than the obese level where it was. And so I'm only four foot 11 and three quarters. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't take much to start to make that go the wrong direction. Well, anyway, um, so I've been very satisfied where I'm at with my weight. And so now I want to build some definition and just, you know, shape. And, but I'm now like, oh, I can go further. I can do more, but I'm not getting those big wins. And I know I'm not going to get those because it's, you know, I'm in a different place I was when I first started. And so it's not going to be as rapid. And so as I'm getting these like plateaus, do I discount mm -hmm. them and just figure, okay, muscle um, is going to weigh more than what, I'm what I was trying to lose. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the upwards part of the scale might happen. Um, at the same time that I'm doing all my running and, and cardio and, you know, I'm bulking up. And so, you know, I don't know that I'm going to lose the weight in quite the same way because I was pretty much focused on the nutrition part of it. I was very adamant that I was going to get every dollar <laughs> of my investment mm. and, and yeah. then some. Yeah. So when it comes, if we take a look at the quote first, like mm -hmm. I agree, for example, you wanted to lose a lot of weight. And for that to happen, you probably started exercising more it, and then you ate less, right? Uh, we don't want to get into the specifics, but that, that's basically what happened. And now if you want to build muscle and tone yourself up, if you continue doing what you did before, you're just going to lose, you're just going to continue losing weight without actually building up muscle and toning them up. Right. So you need to make some changes in how you exercise, how you eat, not, not big changes, but just, just how you approach things and how you, how you do it and how, how much you eat, uh, 
what exactly you eat. Um, so, exactly. And so, yeah. and so I have an appointment to go in with my fitness trainer this week. And so we're going to talk about that because mm -hmm. when I first started doing that, I said, I'm really happy about the weight loss. I haven't been working on the, on the building the muscle part. And he goes, well, you're supposed to do it at the same time. I'm like, oh, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was able to figure out a way to, to get what I wanted. Okay. Now you're, now I'm going to do what you tell me that I'm going to do. We're going to do, I'm going to do what I did before. Listen to the science, do the disciplined actions and, you know, listen for the feedback that I'm getting and, you know, take it all in and figure out which pieces that I'm going to go with um, because uh, he's clearly the expert. So I need to listen. And, and yes, I'm going to be the student and learn some things along the way, but you can, you just, you know, touched upon that, you know, you can do things insanely the same way, but you're not going to get where you want to go until you <laughs> take a moment and step back and see where the changes need to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like for example, I used to, I actually used to do this the first few years of my, 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 my fitness years. So I, kind of tripped myself like i messed it up for myself a bit because what i did was uh, i was working out six times a week uh, my goal was to build muscle mainly and primarily uh, i was exercising three times a week and i was running three times a week the issue was whenever i worked out in terms of weight training three times a week uh, i did the same amount of sets, the same amount of reps, and the same amount of intensity. Like I was lifting the same kilos every every day or every week, basically. And I didn't really increase in anything. So how could I expect to grow my muscles if I don't increase the progressive overload, right? Because once your muscles, they get to a certain point, if you continue doing the same thing, like how could it grow? So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that you wouldn't be able to grow if you don't change something. You know, we talk a lot about in the journey that I went through that you would have your cheat meal and that was to throw off your body to jump start the metabolism. Is there something similar to that when you're doing weight training to get the loads that will like maximize what you're doing? it'll trick the body into you know getting to a higher level or is it just simply incrementally increasing the weight and the load over time in terms of uh nutrition or fitness no no fitness and in order to be able to to take the the physical fitness building side and be able to do what you did with what i was doing with the eating part um mm. to to jump start it because you eat the cheat meal you have the two extra pounds that you have in water weight, and then all of a sudden you're able to drop again. Well, is there something similar that you do when you're doing weight training? For weight, for weight training, it's how I look at it and how I want it to be is just uh, progressive over time. So what I want to do is just because it's, it's, it's a long process. And as long as you do it right, you're going to get results, but it's going to take time. And so how I've started doing things is increase my weight every, well, now, now that we just got back into the gym, I started lower than I did before. And I, I started seeing fast results in my strength because it got back quickly. 
but when you're when you have been in the gym for a while what you want to do is challenge yourself more often and just i i kind of want to look at it on a every second week basis and basically like every second week i challenge myself to push an extra five or ten pounds depending on how i feel um, just to add more weight to the bar and so i can progress okay that that makes sense giving enough time so two weeks you think is that seems to be for at least for you an optimal yeah. place to start so you're not doing it too quickly um that you're yeah. doing it more gradually yeah because if you do it like like what you need to remember as well is it's not just your muscles it's also your joints your tendons and it 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 ha and your bones as well like it has to adapt just like the muscles have to adapt and typically they adapt a bit slower than the muscles so in order to avoid injuries you don't want to add a ton of weight uh on a week-to-week -week basis if you can't handle it now if you if you're very experienced and you've done this for years and years and you know your body you know what you're capable of then it can be done like it's it, it all comes down to the individual but i think on a second second week base every second week basis uh challenge yourself see if you can add an extra five or ten pounds on on a set in a, in an exercise see if you can do that and then if you can't then it's fine then you know you just have to keep going maybe a week or two more if you can do it, that's great. The next week, you know, you just add five or 10 extra pounds to the weight for the last set or the last two sets, maybe even all three or four sets, how many you ever do. Um, that's, that's what I think. Okay. I really like that. I'm going to talk to my trainer about, you know, a plan that we can build where we're doing that. Um, Cause typically we'll add a little bit, you know, as we go, I don't know if it's never, that's every two weeks or one week because it's been a while since we've actually had our sessions and so we're starting it up next week yeah so one of the questions you know when you are working on a goal and people see the results they're going to stop you and ask you how you're able to achieve these results right so mm -hmm. i get asked quite a bit about the secret behind my success and so what i've been sharing is that i believe that people will tell the story that they don't have the willpower to achieve their fitness goals. And I tell them that it's more about building a mindset of discipline that makes you get to a place where you're avoiding the excuse making. Um, because it's real easy to say, I don't feel like running today. I really would rather have that chocolate candy bar. Um, and you can do all these things to side rail what you're working on um and you can even have an accountability partner that um is a little bit too nice to you <laughs> you know you might do this thing like oh it's okay you'll start it tomorrow but no you want someone that's gonna you know have your back and say you know you really wanted to do this and you made this choice today now you have to live with that but tomorrow you know you're gonna need to do something different and that means not having that candy bar and getting out of bed and running even if you don't feel like it so do you agree with what I'm saying that it's not about 
the whole willpower thing that it's really about the discipline and how much you want it? Or do you think really it is willpower? Cause I used to, I used to be in the camp that, you know, I don't have the willpower to eat perfectly. I don't have the willpower to, to go do these things. And, and, and I just, I decided after working with a few coaches that I wanted to try what it'd be like to flip the mindset. And I, that's where I found the power. Hmm. I think straight up, honestly, that if you solely rely on willpower, your chances of success is between zero and 5%. So like it's also from personal experience, like when I was, when I was still in school and educating myself uh, before my graduation, I was, when I had to go home, I had to take the bus and it was an hour and a half hour drive. Um, so, and right after that, I went to the gym and if you, if you've ever sat in a bus for an hour and a half, you know, you get ex insanely exhausted, uh, unless you're like very, very energetic and you've been drinking like five cups of coffee or something, but it, it's, it's really tiresome sitting in a bus for an hour and a half. And if you, and if you then think about, okay, I have to go to the gym and work out for another hour and a half. Like, I got to be honest, some days I didn't feel like it. But because I'm, I've made it a habit, I just went to the gym. And then because I was already there at the gym, then I might as well start exercising. And then I did the first set, the second set, and then, you know, you just go from there. So... It's not about willpower, but it's about building the habit. Because right now, at, at this stage where I'm at, it's harder for me to miss a workout than actually go to a workout, go to the gym. That's because, really interesting. Because, because it's a habit. Really interesting to me that you're saying all these things about the things that prevent us from doing that. And you're right. Once it becomes a habit, it's like you miss this thing. And so even if I'm really tired from work and I've just been, I'm just totally drained mentally, sometimes physically too. I know that the moment I just take that five minute drive to the gym or I walk out my front door, even if I'm not going to go on a three mile run and do just like a walk that once I get started, then the momentum's going to build. And I just feel so much better after I've done it. So it's, it's like telling your mind, I need to push through this, you know, five minutes of whatever. And the same thing, when I, I noticed that when I run my first mile, um, it's a little hard and, you know, slow going, but then I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick up speed now. So then you do the second one, then the third one. Mm -hmm. So you get over that hurdle and you just do that. And so I tell people that the biggest thing they have to do is to do things maybe when you don't feel like it. Now it doesn't mean yep. you're not going to have a day when you need to, to tune out and turn off and because I don't want to tell people that they're just going to keep pushing through no matter whether they feel like hell or not, because I don't think mm. you should do that either. I, I have I agree. days where I just like, no, I'm just not doing it. And yep. I can get that little pushback. Why aren't you going out? Like, no, I'm, I'm just going to take a, my mental health day or my, my rest, my body day. And, and then I go at it and I'm that much better at it. And so, and so you're right. Um, uh, you can take the same kind of strategies you use for your intellect or, your job performance goals and, and put them into the exercise and, and the same things hold true. Yeah. So I, mean, I would say like just commenting on that real quick, like just make it as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. Because for me it was yeah. like, like just planning, like when are you going to do it? 
like make it as easy as possible. Set something else up that makes it easy for you to do. Yeah. Because I noticed that whenever, like, um, like for example, I work close to gym, like I went to gym so many times compared to when I'm not because it was easy. Hmm. So they'll find find so find ways to make it easier to go to gym like you're not like just not going to the gym but i'm just i'm gonna do something else as well maybe like that's one thing like one way to go about it yeah yeah definitely pairing activities that's huge or maybe i tell some people they have something they don't really want to do give yourself a reward after you do it you know however you're motivated if you're more you're, if you're motivated by getting a reward give yourself a small reward if you're motivated by just um, having a, a friendship with you to be your accountability do that too and and to your point mess um by planning the optimal time to do things that is so huge because i bounce back and forth between should i get up at 5 a.m and and go to the gym or should i wait till after work while i'm tired and go do the gym and and i've tried it both ways and i don't know that i have a preference because if I go to the gym early on, then I've got the energy for the whole entire day. Um, if I go later, I'm probably a little more relaxed to do it, but then I'm ramped up on a different way as far as shutting off my brain and going to sleep. So it's kind of like if I had the perfect world, then I would go do it at lunchtime, you know, be able to go out, do it and come back. But unfortunately I have half an hour, so I don't think that's going to happen unless I'm doing a 10 minute workout. <laughs> But uh, yes, those those points are very well taken. Um, making setting yourself up for success is finding your optimal times and finding out what works for you and finding out your motivation, um, whatever that is. Because we're all motivated in different ways. What's good for one person isn't necessarily for the other. So here's the moment I've been waiting for. So if you could leave the audience with one really important thing that you think that they should hear. What would you say? Only one. You can do more than one. Only one. Like. Only one. Yes. Yeah, okay. only one. I want to challenge him. I want to challenge him. Only one. Only <laughs> one. Okay. The most important one. <laughs> only one. Yes. <laughs> See, because it, it, it depends on who you are, what your goal is, but one thing that really improved my life and the way I set myself up for success is I, every time I wake up, after I have my, my 16 ounce of water, I go for a 30 to 40 minute walk outside with either music or podcast in my ears that like that changed everything in in terms of how i start my day uh how like because every morning whenever i go for that walk and i come back i'm no longer tired and i like i feel super energetic uh if i listen to music i'm happy i'm a happy little guy and if i listen to a podcast i'm ready to start the day because uh, i just educated myself uh, i feel enlightened uh, more knowledgeable so that one tip that will be a game changer like just 
30 to 40 minutes or maybe even 20 if you if you have to go to work pretty early 20 minute walk but get outside for for a quick walk in the morning uh, I, I remember that like because one time because i'm not the guy to take walks in the morning but whenever i'm taking care of one of my dad's dogs yeah i have to get up like 6 a.m mm. and go walk the dog no matter what weather it is doesn't matter but actually the shittier the weather is the more awake you are after you get inside and the yeah. better you feel <laughs> it's actually funny but because it's like oh finally you really appreciate just the roof of your house like it's the best thing in the world yeah yes yeah, so yeah, gratitude I, I would... for the weather and openness of the mind and peace of the day that's what i yeah. get out of what you two just said especially if you can walk in nature like i i live in the countryside uh if you live in a big city you may not have as much nature but if you could find some nature to walk in with no traffic no electronics except your phone being on that's perfect. That's perfect. Just some some I peace would, and quiet. That's 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 great. Yeah, I would say like the the one thing I definitely got out of what you said is like just try out like new things. Like for example, the example you gave us, like me personally, and hopefully our audience as well. Like they're gonna start trying that. Like just find the day off of work, and for some it's gonna work, and for some it's not gonna work. So just yeah. like don't be scared to try out new things because I can imagine this is not like you try other things to do like to find ways to start your day. This was not your first try. Definitely not. No. <laughs> I, I do a lot of things in the morning, uh, and they're all combined to to reach some goals. Uh, they all have a purpose. Um, but that's that's one of my biggest. Uh, and, and most simple advice, simplest advice that you could start implementing tomorrow. Um, yeah. I really like to keep it simple. I remember uh, one quote that really stuck with me. It's like, keep it simple. Stupid. Actually, to be precise, yeah. but I think you heard that before. I have, yeah. We were taught it in school. Keep it yeah. simple, stupid. Yeah. But it's so true because we are... I like me personally. I'm definitely as guilty what is as everybody else. Like, just making things overcomplicated. Mm. That was why I wanted to only give you one thing. Like, make it as simple as possible, yeah. <laughs> and make it as tangible as possible. Because if you start really over-explaining things, it just people kind of forget it. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So as much as we may want to do multiple things, sometimes, as Mess has mentioned, that we should stick with one and be concise and deliver that message and then go on to the next thing. Because it's really easy to want to do multiple things. <laughs> and see, I was going to give you an out and let you give multiple things. And so that was my perspective. <laughs> and so, uh, no, I, I, I just wanted to challenge him. I couldn't. Uh, and I saw the value in that. So I went with it. So that was, that was great to show that we could have you share one thing with our audience to show that you can scale it down and um, have a lot of impact. Because mm. if you think about it, like, if your goal is to maybe lose weight or just improve your overall health, that 30 to 40 minute walk in the morning, that could basically cover 
your ex daily exercise. Like you don't you don't have to exercise more for the rest of the day. Like you have pretty much done or completed the recommended exercise for a normal human being, basically. So if you start your day like that, then then you don't have to think about, oh, I have to work out when I get home for an hour and a half, or I have to go run when I get home from work and then it interferes with my cooking and I, you know, it, it yeah. Good points. <laughs> I'm think I'm rethinking yeah. my routine because I do it after work, maybe going back to the 5 a.m. <laughs> mm. I mean, whatever works for you. If it works after uh, work, do it after work. Yeah, it, it, like, it does, but it interferes. And so uh, that, that, that's probably a change I should make so it's not interfering with anything. And as long as you mix it up, like I just don't, I don't just walk. I also listen to podcasts. So it's both learning time and also exercise. Absolutely. And challenge both the yeah. mental and the intellectual. Exactly. So Mess, do you have any final last words for our listeners? No, I think Andreas did a good job of that. All I right. like the point that he gave. I really liked it. So I appreciate that. Always happy to help. <laughs> so this, that'll conclude our episode. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to reach out to Andreas, he is out on Instagram and he lists a lot of his workouts. And so are there any other ways that people should reach out to you if, if they want to ask you some questions around fitness and exercise and just mental routines? Instagram is my Instagram at Andreas Lothfit is my most active social media at the moment. I'm all, I also have a Facebook page at Andreas Loth and I'm currently working on starting a YouTube channel at Andreas Loth too. So yeah, I should be pretty easy to find on across social media, but Instagram is my, my most active social media where I both post my workouts, I post uh, fitness advice, uh, workout techniques, uh, fixes and tips and everything you can imagine. All right. Sounds like a wealth of information and I'm sure that our listeners will be out to check everything out. So I'll definitely advise them to. Otherwise, I'm going to come after every single one of you if you don't. <laughs> and he will. He will come words. after everyone. That's a guarantee. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I learned that before this again. So, to before I say something, I'm gonna regret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna cut it. I have a dream. That's all I need. I'll make it happen with some work and belief. Know what I want, so I'll take it on. I made mistakes, but mistakes make you strong. Let's break it down for a minute. I want the crown, I'm gon' get it. You hear me loud, man, I'm winning. Yeah, Charlie Sheen will be grinning. These ladies know that I'm sinning, and this is just the beginning. I'm closing in the night, getting there ain't no point in resisting. Living life like a dream, baby, right, that's the thing. Every night, got a team, I've been tied to the scene. Out on stage, here I'm screaming. Okay, this a dream, and I pray as a team. One day, it be me. If I want it, then I'm